Welcome to the first episode and the first season of the Wild Rose Podcast. My name is Kim Reed. I like the idea of seasons because they feel more manageable for me. And I love the idea of setting a theme for each one. Setting a theme allows me to create a timeline of episodes that focus on a goal for all of us, myself included. You could ask yourself, where in your life does the theme come into play? What lessons can be taken from each episode and interview? Some might be small and simple, and others might be just the medicine you were in need of. I often have aha moments when listening to someone else tell their story or share a lesson and challenge they have overcome. In the trailer, I mentioned this confusion around why me, and why do I think I can be the conduit for these conversations? I still can't explain it other than that I feel so strongly that it's my next move. I don't have any certifications or qualifying education to warrant it. Therefore, imposter syndrome has been one of my biggest barriers. But all I have to do is look back at all the things I started and accomplished and all the other times I felt like an imposter, but I pushed through the barriers anyway and succeeded. Limiting beliefs are not uncommon especially for women. Even the most high-achieving and successful will tell you they have their own set of limiting beliefs. And each one of us has our own unique human experience. That when shared, could really help someone else to not feel alone or isolated. And we need more people to share these stories. So I'm throwing my hat into the ring. During the many months of rest and reflection I took in 2022, I was able to look at so many aspects of my life and determine what I wanted to let go of and what I wanted to put a higher emphasis on. One thing was for sure. I wasn't going to be pouring myself completely into work as I had done in the past. I set less appointments, started less projects, and made way more time for play. When summer was over, I decided to hire a business coach. I was in need of a guide to get me through those walls I couldn't break through on my own. I'd met Michelle Mercier at a workshop she'd held locally, and since then, I'd had my heart set on someday working with her. In one of our very first sessions, she'd given me an exercise to identify what my core values were. It was a sheet of paper with around 100 words. I was drawn to so many of the words on the page. Honesty, integrity, creativity, love, joy. But something kept encouraging me to focus on one word. The word I finally landed on, and the theme for this season, is alignment. I envisioned a figure eight. Alignment would set all other values and principles in motion. While simultaneously, when all values and principles were in place, I would be in alignment. It would be an infinite loop. In the weeks and months after this exercise, I began to notice that others were pointing out and defining what was and was no longer in alignment for them. I was either hyper aware of the word or I wasn't the only one exploring this. Alignment can be misunderstood, though. It does not have to be good versus bad. 
it's neutral. Of course, there are instances where there's a traumatic or dangerous situation that one must get away from. But for the most part, I'm referring to the choices we make for ourselves that may not be the right choices that align with someone else. Alignment is personal. Just take a moment to digest that. Whether we want to admit it or not, there is a conditioning that we've all been exposed to. It might very well be by design to keep things tidy and neat and uniform. Most of us receive a similar public education. Our parents watch the same news channels. You can ask others who grew up in other countries and they will tell you how different their experience is. Just as alignment is neutral, so is conditioning. It's not bad or good. But the more advanced civilization we become, and the more tapped into other ways of living and being, humans are wanting to break away from their cultural norms to find what is in alignment for them. They're branching out from their social constructs and normalizing what lies on the edges. This can be really difficult for some to accept. Those who identify with traditional values and don't feel comfortable outside of them. I believe this is why we are more divided than ever as a human race. We are not only disconnected from each other, but the conditioning has disconnected us from ourselves. One tool that I have found so useful in defining what alignment means for me is human design. You may have heard of it, you might not have. We are going to take a deeper dive into this in a future episode, but I like to explain it like if astrology and the Enneagram had a baby it would be human design, except it's so much bigger than that, and I'm going to let my guests do the honors in explaining it. Human design looks at five different types and then all the branches underneath. Those types are manifesting generators and generators, which are 70% of our population. This is who the 9 to 5 workday was created for. Then we have projectors, which I am, and we're like big cats. We need a lot of rest. We're the seers, uh, the bird's eye view people, and we only get these short bursts of energy where we can be really efficient and work really fast. And then there's manifestors, which are around 9%, and reflectors, which are around 1%. When I first learned my design type, I actually was like, no, this isn't real. because I was used to go, go, going, work, work, work. And I kind of ignored it for a little while. But then it just kept popping up again, like those messages to share my voice. And I started looking deeper into it and began to really ask myself, how could this possibly be so spot on? Like once I moved past that initial barrier, everything else just landed. And this conditioning that we were talking about, you know, the nine to five workday, I'm so grateful that I do own my own business because there are many days when I can't get my motor started until around one o'clock and then at five o'clock I'm done or I don't get going until six or I pour myself into a project at 8 p.m. Now I have a better understanding of why I work that way. And now that I know it, I can't unsee it. We just finished hosting a human design workshop 
at our shop. It was a sold out event and everyone walked away fascinated by what they learned. It's resonating really deeply for so many people. And I can't help but wonder if it's coming to the forefront so quickly lately that it's because we're supposed to learn and understand what our designs are. I can't wait to share more on the topic with you. Another tool I've been fascinated by is astrology. And it's not necessarily my individual horoscope, but what is going on in the cosmos for all of us. It's not a commonly acceptable modern tool, despite the fact that our ancestors lived by it, but it resonates for me and it resonates for a lot of other people, especially the moon cycles. As I'm recording this, the full moon is waning. The full moon signifies a time to let go of what is no longer serving you, so you can step into your fullest expression, like the moon is doing. It's fully present in the sky and full of light and fully expressing itself. The new moon is when we go inward, or dark, as the moon does, and when we set intentions for what we want to create or bring out in the full moon or in full moons to come. Think of a seed lying in the dark void of soil during the winter months. In that time, its intention is to grow into a beautiful flower. But in that moment, in the darkness, the seed is just preparing to bloom. The moon phases are just one of the cycles of life that allows us to plant metaphorically and physically. The solstices and equinoxes are also markers of this. You can look to many ancient structures like Stonehenge to see where it was built as a form of a clock. The solstices would line up in the same spot each year, signifying the time of year and what preparations needed to be done. Most of us are aware that the moon cycle is correlated to the woman's menstrual cycle, as the rhythm is a similar 28 days. Another ancient practice is the women of the village would come together at the new moon to shed their monthly blood and sit with the elder women of the community that would pass down ancient wisdoms from their ancestors. Native Americans believed this was a time for women to connect more deeply to the spirit world. When I first learned this, I immediately felt a longing inside for the forgotten tradition as if I could feel deep in the cells passed down to me that my people participated in these events. When these topics were coming up for me, my soul was declaring a huge yes. In truth, though, I was always connected to them in some sense, as far back as I can remember. When I was a little girl, I was really drawn to my horoscope. And I was really drawn to the stories from Egypt, where they followed the cosmos and the hermetic philosophy of as above, so below. They believed it was all connected, and so do I. Spirituality is the feeling or belief that there is something greater than ourselves. I can see spirituality in many things that we do in our lives. I was having the spiritual discussion with my husband recently. He's much more pragmatic than I, and I was comparing it to some of the endurance races that he and his friends have done. They're pushing themselves to the limits for a greater good. At first, it's for selfish reasons, to see what they're made of. In their months of training together, they're forming a bond that isn't as commonly created in our modern society. In the trenches of the event, they're breaking down, finding their grit, and working together. 
When one guy falls behind, they rally around him to keep him going or stay back with him to set the pace to finish. When the event is over, what they've shared is incomparable. Their bonds have grown even stronger. They're a little more complete than before, and that energy reverberates through their homes, workplaces, and their lives. When his face is buried in his phone for the next few days, as they text to review and remember what they endured together, the smiles and light that come from him in those days are some of my favorite. My interpretation of what they go through can be defined as spiritual because they are aligned and joined in spirit for a bigger mission. In me seeking out spiritual paths, I too set out selfishly for my own benefit and healing, but I too have forged similar bonds. The reason I chose the image of the two female figures staring at each other for my cover art is because I too am now also seeing that we are here to learn from each other, to see each other as we are and work together, to push each other to find that grit and to raise that frequency and pass along that love and light to others. I see the biggest challenge is that most people don't know where to start. We have abandoned many religions, especially in America. We do not have a unifying faith. And maybe that's why many of us are turning to spiritual practices, because the other unifying practice right now is politics and political identity. and. I can tell you right now that I want no part in that because I don't feel like either party represents who I really am. So I want you to ask yourself, what is one step you could take that would bring you closer to blooming? Do you want to start a fitness class or a cooking class? Did you want to sign up for that workshop or a sound bath healing? We have a couple workshops coming up at Purple Rose, and I'll drop the link for the events page so you can check them out if you're local to us. But these events are pretty abundant in most places. You can find a full moon circle online or a new moon circle online that you can attend just the call. I was doing that before I attended in-person moon circles. Just starting is how I came out of the darkness. I hired that coach. I signed up for that retreat. I did the things my heart was asking me to do because I had given myself the opportunity to drop out of that busy, confusing headspace and drop into my heart and ask it, what do you want? In our next episodes, we are going to be talking to some other women that have walked similar paths and have transitioned to doing what their hearts were calling them to do. Some have stories that are a bigger career change and others have implemented some smaller changes to allow everything to flow in better alignment. If you're still listening, I'm guessing that this all resonates with you too. Just know that you are not alone. If you head over to my Instagram page, the.wild.rose, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. I'll be sharing many of the voices that have helped me get through. And maybe something will resonate for you there as well. I'd also love if you drop into my DMs and send me a message to let me know if you're liking the podcast. Maybe something you'd like me to explore, someone you'd like me to interview, and I can definitely look into it. I'm in the process of building a website. I don't have one yet, 
but hopefully I'll get that up soon. And if you want to also, please leave a review on this podcast. I'd love to hear what is aligning for you or what you are going to do to take steps to drop into your alignment. If you don't want to share, that's okay too. Maybe you can sit with a journal and ask yourself the question on your own. This could just be a prompt for you to get a little bit clearer on everything that we've talked about. What does it mean to be in alignment for you? And what are the steps that you can take to get there? So I hope that this helps and I look forward to sharing my guests and future episodes with you.